God Network News. Where we give you a new perspective. On events happening in our world today. This is GNN. God Network News, Episode 12. Welcome GNN fans to another episode of God Network News. Uh, This episode we're going to be doing part two of uh, Fred Markert sharing on Iran. That's right, some more exciting stories about Iran from Fred Markert. So let's get right into it. Okay, you remember, we had all these people, we went down to the border of Iran, and I stepped over the border, and uh, put my feet there, and the guy came out with a machine gun, you know, and, and uh, we asked him the questions, can we go into Iran, and can we come out of Iran? Well, you guys, uh, uh, when he said, I don't know if you can come out, you know, we decided we're going to go anyway, because you know what, whenever God opens a door... I have found that it's best to go as far in as you can. Go as far as you can through every open door. And trust that God is opening the doors. Um, I believe that uh, God has no green lights. God only has red lights. God is an aggressive God who wants us to pursue the kingdom of God in every place on earth. And the only time we should stop is if God is giving us a red light. So I didn't have any red lights, and so we stepped across the border, and we and uh, John and I, my friend from Baku, we just said, let's go as far as we can go. And you guys, we marched into Iran, and the guy with the machine gun is following us. And more guys with machine guns came to follow us too. And we got in about a half a mile before there was a second wall, and we went all the way to that wall. I mean, we went as far as we could go into Iran. Always go as far as you can go through every open door God gave us. So we got to the second wall, and they're following us with machine guns. And once we got there, there was no place farther we could go. So we started walking around in circles, you know, just in circles, getting our feet all over the ground. Jesus, in Jesus' name, God, we claim Iran. Come by your Holy Ghost, you know. And they're all following us with the machine guns like crazy Americans. Who are these people, you know? They were following us around, and for a half hour, we just stomped on the ground everywhere. Like this, as we walked around, we walked in there for maybe a half hour, maybe more. And uh, the whole time, they're following us with the machine guns. We didn't know what was going to happen. I got out, obviously, I'm here. But let me tell you what I was praying while I was in there. I was praying for a group of people in Iran called the Kashkai people. Uh, This is how you spell it, if you ever want to look it up. Kashkai. Uh, this is the English way to say it. Uh, there, there are different spellings. So I was praying for the Kashkai people because my researcher friends had told me these are the last people on earth who will ever get the gospel because they live in a very isolated section of Iran. First off, Iran's intense, you know, uh, doesn't like the gospel. They live down here in an isolated section of Iran near the city of Shiraz up in the mountains. They're a tribal people. They're hard to get to. They're very intense for Islam. And they don't, they're not open to anything else. And they said they're the hardest people. They will never get the gospel. 
So, of course, while I was stomping around with my feet in Iran and the guys with the machine guns, I was praying for the Kashkai. I said, God, you're a big enough God that nothing is too big for you. Nothing is impossible. You can go anywhere, anytime, do anything through anyone. I said, God, get the Kashkai. Go do a big miracle amongst the Kashkai. We eventually came out of Iran. <laughs> and uh, you guys, about one month later, I got a phone call from England from a charismatic Episcopalian uh, who is a leader of the frontier missions movement in the Episcopalian church globally. And he said, Fred, you will never guess what happened because he had heard I was there praying for the Kashkai. He said, Fred, uh, something radical happened. He said, the very time you guys were there praying, the Lord spoke to some people in the underground church in Tehran up in the capital and said, translate the Gospel of John into the Kashkai language. And they translated the Gospel of John into the Kashkai language. The Lord said, print it up and drive down to the Kashkai region and give them the, the Gospels of John. So they printed it all up. They put it in their Jeep. They drove down uh, uh, about a month later after this, after it was all printed, they drove down and they went to a Kashkai village that the researcher said will be the last people to get the gospel, the hardest to ever receive. And they started to hand out the gospels of John. And the Kashkai people looked at it and they ripped it up and would throw them on the ground. And they said, we don't know who you are and we don't care which God you serve. We serve Allah. And if you do not leave, we will kill you. So uh, our brothers tried to hand out some more. Uh, Gospels of John, they kept getting ripped up, thrown on the floor, on the ground. And so discouraged, they got in their Jeep and they started to drive back to Tehran saying, God, we obeyed you and nothing happened. This is really not good, God. What's going on? What's happening? Well, you guys, it was a Friday night and in a Kashkai village, and this story has been documented, documented by the Anglican Church in England and printed on the front page of their newsletter, international newsletter, and the Anglicans are not known to be wild and crazy people. And so for them to print this, they documented it, and I'll tell you the rest of the story too. There's a, there was a mosque service. And in the mosque, the imam was reading for the, from the Quran. And he was reading a story all about Isa. And it was saying, Isa, 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 over and over. And most of you probably don't know that Jesus is actually mentioned in the Quran more times than Muhammad is. And so he looks, he's reading this, he looks up, he said, Isa oh, is everywhere in the Quran. But I don't know anything about Isa. He said, do you guys know about Isa? And everyone goes, no, we don't know about Isa. And the Imam says, well, if he's in the Quran so much, Allah must want us to know about him. So why don't we pray? And they prayed, Dear Allah, show us more about Isa. Amen. And they left the mosque. And one of the men went to his village, went home that night. And he had a dream. And in a dream, Jesus appeared to him. And Jesus said, Go to Shiraz at 3 o'clock in the morning. And go to the bridge in the middle of the city. And there will be two men there to give you information about me. Back to our brothers who are driving home to Tehran discouraged that they did what God said and nothing happened. They're driving across the bridge in Shiraz at 3 a.m. and <clears throat> their Jeep stops and they had no idea why. They got out, they had the hood up, they couldn't find anything wrong but the Jeep would not start. And as they're standing there wondering what's happening, they hear some footsteps behind them 
and they turn around. Here's a little Kashkai villager man, probably in his PJs, <laughs> ran over to them and said, I am here for the information about Isa. <laughs> and they were amazed, and they unloaded all the Gospels of John into the guy's arms, and he turned around, and he ran across the bridge and ran back up to the mountains, bringing the Gospel of John to the Kashkai people who researchers said would be the very last probably to ever get the gospel. And guess what happened next? The cool thing is, Brits, uh, the Anglican Church, Charismatics in the Anglican Church, so the kind of wild Anglicans, they heard about this, and British people can get a, a tourist visa into Iran. Americans can't, many Europeans can. And the Anglican Church in England said, let's take this on as a missions project. And British Christians started taking their vacation time to go to the Kashkai region of Iran to preach the gospel because the word of God had been the seed that was planted there. And brothers and sisters, within about another month, there were, there were a number of Kashkai that got saved. And right now, today, as we speak, there's a small but growing underground church amongst the Kashkai people, the people that researchers said would be the very last to ever get the gospel. See, nothing is impossible for God. He can do, he can do anything. It's so awesome. God is so amazing. And in Iran right now, you guys, there are one million underground Christians. And they're just waiting for a revolution to happen. And I'm going to tell you tonight what God's trying to do. It's not an accident that Afghanistan is right here and that Iraq is right here on either side of Iran. It's not an accident that the Soviet Union collapsed up north of Iran. We'll talk about the strategic nature of Iran next, and I'm going to put the news in perspective for you tonight. You know, you've been seeing in the news maybe people saying Iran is next, Afghanistan happened, Iraq, Iran's coming next. You guys, God is preparing one of the greatest victories we've ever, we're ever going to see in our lifetime in the Muslim world. He's preparing it. He's been working on it for 15 years. I'm going to talk about that tonight. It's awesome. Look at this, Isaiah 11:9. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. <laughs> what is God trying to tell us? He's saying, church, here's what I want. Here's my vision. The whole earth, full of the knowledge of God, as deep as the oceans. That's not a little bit. See, that's a big victory that God's talking about. This is what God wants. This is what he wants his church doing. And if we're doing this, we won't be bored. For my sake, have you given your best? Did you follow my voice and ignore the rest? Do you mourn for the world? Do you ache for their sin? All the things you gave up, would you give it again? Are you meek in your heart? Do you lay down your rights when it comes to your pride? Do you flee your fight? Do you hunger and thirst? You crave righteousness Well you're gonna be filled And you're already blessed Blessings, blessings All my children 
Suffering is not in vain All you lose for me is passing Your reward is great When you see someone weak Do you share in their shame? Do you carry their load? Do you bear their pain? Do you come like a child Longing only for me Where the kingdom you seek You will someday see You stand up for peace When they show you a sword Are you hated and scorned For the name of the Lord Then rejoice and be glad As the prophets have done By your love you have shown You are truly my sons Blessings, blessings All my children Suffering is not in vain All you lose for me is passing Your reward is great A cup of cold water will have its reward So you see that there's nothing that you cannot afford I have come like a lion, I will go like a lamb But I do it for love, cause that's who I am Blessings, blessings, all my children Suffering is not in vain All you lose for me is passing your reward is great Blessings, blessings, all my children Suffering is not in vain All you lose for me is passing Your reward is great Your reward 